You're listening to the Theater Talk Podcast. Hi, friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Theater Talk. Today, I talked to Alexa Chalnik. You may know Alexa as she is best known for her TikTok songwriting challenges. She has over 600,000 followers on TikTok. So... Today, I talked to her about her journey, her projects, and so much more. So, without further ado, let's get right into it. Hi! Hi! (laughs) How are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing pretty okay. I just reorganized my room a little bit, so... fabulous. um, That's exciting. Yeah, I have this... Um, this white thing that used to be behind my bed, but now I scooched my bed back and I moved it. Oh, also like I, I'm washing the pillowcases right now. So if things look a little, a little crazy, that's why. Um, <laughs> yeah, but thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you for uh, being here. Welcome to my podcast. Ooh. <laughs> cool. Cool. Uh, well, if you're ready, we could just get started. Yeah, I hear it. Let me I'll turn my... Also, yeah, sorry I'm on this... Oh, let me just turn my phone. My computer camera is broken, so I've been having to join all Zoom calls from my phone. So that's kind of what's happening. That's okay. <laughs> um, well, let's get started. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, where are you quarantining from? I'm quarantining from my home in New Jersey, Central Jersey, even though some people say it doesn't exist. Um... <laughs> And yeah, uh, I'm not going back to college next semester. I'm taking a leave of absence. I will be going back in fall. I just wanted to take the extra precaution to make sure that everything is totally safe before I go back. Plus, it's still kind of difficult to do music over Zoom. Yeah. And I've got many exciting projects going on right now that I just figured it's safer to stay home. So I have been home and I will be home for quite some time now. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, so for people who might not know you, can you tell the listeners just a bit about yourself? Yeah, of course. So, uh, hi, I'm Alexa Chalnik. I'm currently 19 years old. Um, most known, I think, for my TikTok, which has over 600,000 followers, which is, it blows my mind every day. Um, and I'm most known on there for doing music content, musical theater, as well as songwriting challenges to help encourage young songwriters with their, with their art. So um, I, I come from a very musical family and I've basically been singing and playing the piano ever since I was a little girl. And I grew up absolutely just loving music. Um, and when I was in middle school, I got to be in my first ever show, which was so exciting. And it pretty much just jump-started me loving musical theater and the arts. And so I've been fortunate enough to study at Juilliard for classical voice and Westminster Choir College and trained for musical theater at Rutgers, Mason Gross's Musical Theater Academy for high schoolers when I was in high school. And I went to a high school of the performing arts where I was an acting major and I did Paper Mill Playhouse, the summer conservatory. So I was just so into the arts that I decided now for college, I really wanted to focus a bit more on the music side and everything that kind of goes on in putting on a production, which is definitely coming in handy for my own podcast musical that I am in the works of creating right now. That's so Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's, uh, definitely a little bit about me. I think I'm going to come over here and sit down right here. Okay. 
<laughs> yep, that's my spiel. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, so you said how your family's very musical. Um, was that your big influence when you started in music and performing? I definitely think so. Um, I, I'm not sure what would have happened if I was born to a different family, if I would have had the same love of the arts, but we've always been so immersed into music. My entire family basically are, are musicians. So my brothers are also, one's going to college for music, wants to be a music teacher. The other is already doing booking gigs at places and playing jazz and building his own little studio. So um, I definitely... I mean, I can't speak to what maybe would have happened if I wasn't in this such immersive music environment, but I definitely know that coming from musicians, um, I've been really fortunate because they are 100% incredibly supportive of what I do and really just understand, you know, these passions that come with it, come with just being a musician and the feeling that you get when you play or listen to songs and we can have such deep wonderful discussions about it so um yeah and it's also nice to know like you know it's not just a love of music but when it comes in terms of making it your career there are definitely they've been really great at just helping to guide me through everything yeah it's amazing it kind of reminds me of my own family because uh my brother he actually plays guitar and he writes his own music um Ooh. and then my little sister she wants to be a photographer and I want to pursue musical theater that's amazing. Oh my goodness. I love that. Awesome. <laughs> um, so when you were growing up, who were your biggest inspirations? Ooh, oh my goodness. So definitely Barbara Streisand, just because she's a queen and, you know, as someone who grew up, um, being, <laughs> being, uh, Jewish and with very New York parents and, you know, just being to being able to identify with, um, just her, her beautiful, unique voice. Cause I was always told that I had a very unique voice, but since that was also, you know, the compliment that Barbara Streisand got, um, <laughs> I just <laughs> took it so to heart. And, um, she's probably one of my, my biggest influences just in terms of not wanting to really change anything about myself, because I know that, <laughs> you know, being part of like a very Jewish family, almost everyone's had nose jobs just because like we have, we have pretty big noses, but you know, seeing her success and her just preaching about, um, you know, how the things that make us unique can also be the things that, that make us really special, um, has made me just feel, just love all the things that make me unique and different from everyone else. So definitely Barbara Streisand. Um, oh gosh. And then, then just comes things like Hannah Montana. I was obsessed with the show <laughs> and Selena Gomez from Wizards of Waverly Place, I guess. Um, were and and Taylor Swift as well. I just loved um I don't know, all the all the classic Disney Disney girls that I was around with um <laughs> growing up were probably probably the the biggest inspirations and really um called to my love of the arts. Yeah, it's amazing. I um I like how you said about how seeing someone who was like from your background uh gave you um kind of gave you that like boost of confidence because then when I see people from like where I live and like they've made it to Broadway, I'm like, oh wait, that's actually impossible. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, it's crazy. It's really insane. Also, I love your shirt. Is that like rainbow there? It looks oh, like yes, it is. It's like a Disneyland jersey thing. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. I love it. My roommate from college is obsessed with um anything Disney, <laughs> as well as I am too, but she is thoroughly obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um 
you're in college and you said how you just grew up in uh, performing and music, but when did you decide that that's what you want to be as your career? Oh gosh, from a very young age. I mean, I still find things, little notes that I've written just from elementary school where it's, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I just, I'm like a performer or a singer <laughs> or in my own sloppy handwriting from back then. So I've, I've, I can't even remember a time when I've considered doing anything but music or theater. Um, I am the mom, the mom friend of all my, my friend groups. So there have been times where I've thought to myself, I could probably be a pretty good therapist because I just love (laughs) helping people through their problems. But in a way, I also feel that I do that with my art as well. And especially with art, I can, I feel like it reaches such a bigger audience with it. I mean, you know, I could give one person advice, but if you were able to create a song, something that captures a moment in time that can impact tons and tons of people from all over the place. I think there's just such magic in that. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, So you're talking about like how songs spread everywhere. Um, That kind of leads me into your TikToks, which have gone (laughs) completely viral. Um, (laughs) When did you kind of get started on TikTok and decide, well, I'm here in quarantine. Let's do this. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, it's kind of a funny story because like I've said, I I've always known exactly what I wanted to do. Everything was kind of just a straight line. It was do this, 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 work hard. And then your future will be yours. And so that's basically what I did. I was very um, tunnel visioned towards all of my goals. But then the craziness that was auditioning for colleges completely pulled the rug out from under me. And I My dream school was always Ithaca, was to go to Ithaca for musical theater. I wanted to do that so badly. And I auditioned for some other schools and it was fine. And I got into a lot of them, but I didn't get into Ithaca for musical theater. And I... I don't know why I took it so deeply. I think it's just because I've always been so sure about everything. And when I have a, I just, I just get this like feeling. My mom likes to call it like, we're like the witches of the family. We just, it's like (laughs) when we know, we know. And so all of a sudden I didn't know what I was going to do because for the longest time, it was always just, I loved everything about Ithaca College. And I, I called up the people there and I requested to get voice lessons with with the people there and try my best to do everything and I still got into the school academically but not necessarily for musical theater so it was all just very stressful I I ended up going back and forth between well maybe I'll go to this school no no okay wait now I'm going to this school wait no now I'm going to this one. now I'm going to this one and it was so stressful that I wound up just actually making myself physically sick and with that I just I lost my voice literally it just was hoarse and I I just genuinely couldn't talk for maybe a week and then after that um it just kind of got gradually a little bit better after after a bit um sorry I <laughs> I always end up going so deep into my stories I'll try to like get to the point. Um, But basically I, now I had no voice and I decided to commit to Ithaca for, I could feel in my heart that just Ithaca was the place that I wanted to be. And that I knew just, I just had this good feeling, Ithaca, Ithaca. So I decided to go to Ithaca, not for musical theater, but the plan was to just go to the school and then weasel my way into musical theater because I have heard that people have done that before. So, um, That was the plan, but then um, going and finding out more about, finding more about, you know, what actually constitutes musical theater versus a music major, I find myself, I found myself actually being like, you know what, 
I never would have looked at everything that they would, they would have offered me if I went for music. I'd been so tunnel vision towards musical theater the whole time that I wound up actually committing to music instead. Um, and still wasn't quite sure if it was what I wanted, because like I said, I'd been completely tunnel visioned my whole life. And this was like something totally new. And now my voice was still recovering. What ended up happening was I, I just, I strained my vocal folds ended up getting swollen. And then one of them got strained a little bit. So it was a little weak. So when you sing your vocal folds should come together. And one of them wasn't like being a little lazy. It was like, uh, it didn't want to fully come together. And so my voice was a little bit airy and it got tired a lot quicker, but I was still, I was a music major, but everyone has an, an instrument to be a, a music major. My instrument was voice. So I was required to be in a practice room for X amount of hours every day, which led me to be able to sing a little bit and then have nothing else to do, which actually led me to making TikToks. I don't think I ever would have done it if everything else hadn't happened and fallen into place. And, um, that's really, that's really what it was. And my TikTok started off primarily with piano. Cause like I said, my voice really wasn't there. And then, um, I don't know. I just, I kept doing that for the year and it, it grew and it grew and it grew. And then the rest is kind of history. I mean, I started doing musical theater duets. I kind of, um, I actually, I think was, cause I had not seen any before I posted mine. So I'd like to say I was like the first person to ever do that, to actually create musical theater collaboration videos. And then I also just got the idea to do songwriting challenges and then those blew up my account as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> a long story, but that's basically how it happened. It's funny. I definitely didn't sit down one day and be like, I am so ready and mentally prepared to start my TikTok career. Um, it was literally just me feeling the least confident I've ever felt in my life and just being bored. And then it's so funny how out of that, this whole thing got created. Yeah, I, the world definitely works in mysterious ways. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, um, that's kind of similar with my podcast. Like, sure, 2020 completely sucked. But if it weren't for the pandemic, then I wouldn't have my podcast. I wouldn't have to go and talk to you. I would have not gone to talk to other people. So it's been really amazing. But at the same time, you know, new year. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you were talking with your, uh, so with your TikToks, they have gone completely viral and you've gone like huge names to like do out your videos what was your initial reaction to start seeing all these uh like actors and actresses start to do out your videos insanity <laughs> in fact I still don't believe it sometimes it's weird because you know I look at my phone and the world's crazy but as soon as I shut off my phone I live a pretty normal kind of boring life just stuck <laughs> in my house in quarantine so it's all a little hard to believe you know if, if these people were like knocking on my door and I was seeing them in person or things were like physically happening to me then maybe it would feel I, I guess it's just hard to accept the reality I mean I look at, at the screen and I scream and I run around my house and I, I get calls from all my cousins being like, did you see that this person duetted you and blah, blah, blah. So definitely, I mean, it's insane. And I shake and I'm like, this is, this is crazy and so unreal. Um, but after the initial shock has subsided, it's like I said, it's kind of just back to, to normal everyday life. But it's also been insane because I've been able to now get in touch with a lot of incredible people that I don't think I ever would have before. Sorry, my family's making dinner downstairs. Um, <laughs> But 
Yeah. And that's also how I was able to start Sing for Alexis Saturday, um, which is the free Zoom musical theater masterclass that I have created, where I, along with one of these Broadway professionals or just professionals in the industry, we've had Dan Povenmire, the the co-creator of Phineas and Ferb and voice of Dr. Doof, come on Sing for Alexis Saturday, just being able to give people stuck in quarantine a free resource to use if they want to gain feedback on their acting or their singing. And it's also just been one of the the amazing things about you know getting in touch with all these amazing people in the industry is not only is that great just because now I'm making more connections myself but because I can take these connections that I've made and help build more connections with other people out there so to kind of like share the experience yeah it's amazing I remember when my brother because uh he has TikTok and he saw like your thing with Dan uh Poppenmeyer he was like hey look it's Dr. Doofenshmirtz and I was like wait I know who that girl is yeah oh insane really really crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so um you are also the music director for Averno um for people who might not know what Averno is can you just give a brief explanation because it's pretty huge yeah I'll I'll try (laughs) the word brief and Averno don't necessarily go together but I'll do my best so (laughs) Averno is this town created by the incredible writer Morgan Smith they are so incredibly fantastic. And basically, Averno is this small town in Virginia with a population of maybe 3,000 people. Incredibly, incredibly small. But um, a lot of weird stuff goes on in this town. Um, It's almost the vibes of Gravity Falls mixed in with Harry Potter, mixed in with um, dark academia, but also fantasy sort of things. It's absolutely insane and incredible. There are three locations in this town. There is the town of Averno, which not a lot of people necessarily go. It's very much like a ghost town. There's one grocery store that only sells very off-branded type things. There's there's one diner, one um, one pie shop. It's, it's very, very small and almost like haunted seemingly. Like a lot of people don't really necessarily go there. Then there is the location of a new school. And you could read up on the mysterious way that a new school came to be where there are all these really cool departments, which is insane because it's it's not like any other school. There, There's the Department of Cults and Mysteries, the Department of Lost Histories, the Department of Dead Languages, the Department of Creation and Destruction. And each one has its own symbol and and um playlist you can listen to on spotify and pinterest album where you can really get the feel of it it's insane you could take a quiz to see which one you are and so um that's that's definitely a really really cool place and then the third one is the forest and the forest is there's a lot of mystery surrounding the forest. A lot of people tend to go missing. Um, a lot of people's lives end. Um, and it's, it's, um, it's dark and mysterious, but also a safe haven for people who, um, aren't, who aren't being accepted into the times. And so that kind of goes hand in hand with Averno being a wonderful, inclusive universe where all the stories are LGBTQ plus 
written the, the um, a lot of the team is is nine by non-binary lgbtq plus so it's really and the entire team is pretty much just college age and younger so it's really um a world for the people by the people and the incredible thing about it is it's a transmedia universe meaning that this town isn't just the the media coming from it isn't just a book it's not just books it's not just musicals it's not just virtual reality or games it's all of it and all the stories interwine interweave together and they're just putting out content so insanely fast so i highly recommend everyone to go check it out it's incredible they just put out a new musical over and out which is so good i highly recommend it <laughs> yeah uh yeah averno is a pretty huge thing i uh listened yeah. to over and out the other day it was really really good yeah oh my gosh it's amazing how did you actually get like um, wrapped up in the whole Averno thing? Great question. <laughs> so Morgan, the the creator of this universe, actually reached out to me. Um, they had seen a lot of my TikToks before, and um, the writers. Morgan has. Um, musical writers on the team already two of which are sushi who was the writer of this new over and out musical as well as augie greenwood who wrote the previous musical that came out willow so both of them have actually participated on or participated in my songwriting challenges and actually won my songwriting challenges that i do on tiktok or won. they were my favorites um because i say no one really wins they're all amazing um all winners so i knew them through tiktok and morgan um knew <laughs> knew me sort of just by what i did and also knew that i knew augie and sushi so was able to reach out to me and just ask to to get on a call see if i was interested in being one of averno's composers which of course i was because i oh my gosh i was so excited and i'm such a fan of everything that they've that they've created. And, um, yeah, since then we just have been wanting to do some sort of project together. And once we really nailed on an idea that we were head over heels for, we've just been working on it ever since. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, so you have earlier, you were talking about how you studied at a lot of places growing up. What do you think from training when you were younger, how has that helped you through like your college auditions, for example? Oh gosh, honestly, college auditions are really just something else. I thought that I, I think that the biggest thing about the college auditions is that it's, it's really like 20% the actual audition and 80% preparing, stressing, um, like getting mentally trying to get ready. It was the most challenging time of my life just because the mental stress that it caused the amount of time just stressing for an entire year did not live up to the five, the 10 minutes that I maybe actually spent at auditions in the audition room performing for someone. It's all just, it's like when you, when you go to an it's almost like when you when you're auditioning for a show and it's like that nervousness that's just in your stomach like the night and day before as well as right until you get into the room that prolonged for a year I was not prepared for I thought that I was going to be fine solely because I'd been so trained on what to do once you were in that room but so much of it was just taking care of myself mentally making sure I'm sleeping drinking water just really um 
just taking care of my mental health, which I think I drastically underestimated because I've always been such a grounded person who had my list of things to take care of. And, and, you know, mental health was never really something that for me was an issue up until that year where it was just the stress was eating me alive. So I think that, um, you know, the obviously going to these amazing, amazing places of study helped me tremendously in the actual room. I mean, tremendously more than I could ever say, but I do have to say that I think, um, for anyone who wants advice for college, um, audition season, I would just say to not underestimate your mental health and, um, you know, making sure that you're really taking care of yourself in that way. Yeah. I think mental health is really important because as someone who, uh, deals with anxiety as myself. Um, I had to learn how to take care of my mental health while training, doing musicals. And like, I'm only 12, but I definitely do understand the fact that your mental health does matter. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so you do voice lessons as well. And you were talking about, uh, your, uh, how like everyone has a unique voice. How do you, what's the best way to learn to love your own voice? That is, That is a great question. And, you know, everyone's different. So I think that it's a little bit different for everyone. But I think that the big thing comes from that when we talk about a a good voice, you know, this is like a mind blowing (laughs) concept that was introduced to me um, during some sort of, some sort of performance, the, the conductor was talking to us about a, a, a good performance, what, what makes someone actually good. And I think that, it was so interesting because they were saying that there really is no no such thing as as good <laughs> because you can you can sing in um i don't, I don't know in a, a concert hall but the experience of the people sitting in the audience isn't really the real experience of it i don't know exactly how they said it but basically it was that everyone's experience is different. Same as how I may not like peanut butter and everyone else in my family loves peanut butter. So is peanut butter good or bad? Okay. Well, no one, no one really knows. There's not really a right answer to it. There is, you know, a lot of society has said chocolate is good. Okay, great. So if you make something with chocolate in it, chances are everyone will like it and no one will hate on you and everything will be fine. And it'll be, it'll be great because it's something that Society as a whole has accepted like, yeah, yeah, we all like this stamp of approval. But no one, none of the greats have really gotten famous by just making what they think everyone else wants. They, they, what they do is they do what they want. They create the things that make their whole, their souls go on fire because that's really what makes a performance special. And when you think about like Billie Eilish, I tend to love her singing. I think it's like ASMR combined with singing. It's this beautiful, like breathy tone. Meanwhile, classical musicians, they'd say, ew, a breathy tone. Are you kidding me? I'd rather, I'd rather die. That is not something that I want. Meanwhile, I'm sure that a lot of people who listen to Billie Eilish's music listen to like opera and would be like, oh, I do not like this at all. I like can't even listen to like all this stuff. How do you not get a headache listening to that? So is one really wrong? Is it, there is no such thing as, as a best. And I think that looking at your voice in a way that's not just, okay, 
how do I compare as to what society wants and how do I live up to that? Because that's really what people, you know, do I have a good voice? Your voice is what you believe and think that it is. So, you know, Billie Eilish with her whole kind of like, I call it whisper singing. I'm sure that's not what it is, but if she were to compare herself to like, I don't know, Mariah Carey and all these crazy belty singers, she probably thinks she didn't have a very good voice at all. And if she was too afraid to get in front of a microphone, we'd be missing all of her incredible music that has so impacted our generation. You know, mm-hmm. her voice was different, but it was her believing in herself and putting that out there that has made such an, an impact on the society. So I wish that there was some like special, I don't know, magical thing that I could say that would boom, just make the listener love their voice. But I think it's really just don't just judge your voice based on what everyone else's sounds like. If yours doesn't sound like them, that might actually be like better. (laughs) You know, what makes you unique really does make you special. And so I wouldn't be to anyone listening. I would just advise you not to be as hard on yourself and to, um, yeah, to just know that what makes you unique makes you special. Yeah, it's amazing. And I think um, it's important because, um, for example, who's like someone off the top of my head, um, I'm not trying to be the next like Laura Osnes. I'm going to try and be myself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So um, what advice would you give to aspiring performers? The advice that I would give to all you aspiring performers out there is to not wait until you feel ready because you are never going to feel ready. If there is something that you've been wanting to do, but you're waiting because, oh no, I, uh, a couple more, a couple more years of training or my voice, I know it could sound better than, than right now. So I'll just keep working on it. And, and, you know, I, I, you're never going to feel ready. If you're waiting for that moment to feel ready to do something, especially in the performing arts, you're never going to end up doing it. You just have to rip off the bandaid and do it. It's not even, it's not about being good or bad. It's about showing up. It's just about doing it. Literally the number one thing that I think I've heard from doing all these things for Alexis Saturdays and these Broadway performers really giving advice is to just show up, to do the thing. Being professional isn't about, you know, being 100% all the time. It's about going out there and doing the thing, even when you feel less than hundred percent, putting on that smile, putting on the makeup and just doing it. Even if you feel like you, you aren't ready or you, um, you know, it could be better just doing it, just going out and doing it. That was my biggest thing. I was terrified of putting anything of myself online until I felt like I had zero self-confidence left. And at that point it was like, what more could I lose? And then I started making TikToks and, and that's how I blew up funny enough, because I don't think if, if I was at that low and just was like, whatever, it doesn't even matter at this point. I don't think I would have felt ready. I don't think I would have posted a TikTok because I still would have been frightened of the people who, you know, whose voices were so much more developed than mine and whose piano playing was so much more developed than mine. I will say right now, I am not the best actress. I'm not the best singer. I'm not the best piano player, but I show up and I make my videos and I do my thing. And you know what? That's enough at the end of the day, just going out there and, and doing the thing is enough. And you don't have to be the best. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing advice because, you know, like you said, you're never going to be ready. Your time is now and right now is going to be the best time for you. Definitely. Uh, that was my last general question, but I do have a few from some listeners. Ooh. 
Yeah. Um, so question number one from a listener is what are your dream roles? Oh my goodness. Okay. I have a few. First one, of course, it's Fanny Bryce and Funny Girl. Every time that I even think about getting a nose job, I remind myself that no, you need it because one day they're going to host or hold auditions for Fanny Bryce and Funny Girl. And I want to be there and I want to get that role and I want to live my dream as being Barbra Streisand. So definitely that one. My next answer would be Christine from Phantom of the Opera because <laughs> my dad um, just is in love with that show. And ever since I was little, he would play all the music and he'd put on the movie and, you know, he'd go to the part with her in the dress singing Think of Me and he'd be like, Alexa, is that going to be you one day? And I'd be like, yeah, dad, that's going to be me one day. <laughs> so it's kind of like a little thing that it's just been ingrained into my head that one day I'm going to beat Christine and my dad's going to sit in the audience and I'm just going to make him so proud um so definitely that and then just um and then I think just kind of the 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 regular like I don't know I'd love to be in I'd love to be in Wicked like anything in Wicked not Elphaba because I would not be I'd be way too scared to that often but definitely like a Glinda um I feel like I'd love to be a Glinda and uh, what was the other one I feel like I have all of them at the top of my head and then they they all go away um but definitely funny roles I love anything that's that's comedic um yeah so those are my two big ones I'd say amazing yeah I have a funny story with Phantom um it was touring and so I saw it uh here and then my mom was with me because at that time I was kind of getting into like my theater groove and so she took me to see Phantom mind you I was like nine and so I was scared to death I could like I could not be in the dark by myself for more than like two seconds Oh my gosh, I could just imagine, especially because the show starts so like, bum, 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 bum. Mm-hmm. like they lower the lights and you're just blasted with music that isn't necessarily like roses and flowers. <laughs> yeah, I was so scared. Um, the next one is if you could revive one Broadway show, what would it be? Oh my goodness. Ah, oof. Um, one Broadway show probably oh my goodness oh my goodness oh my goodness I mean I guess just like speaking of shows happening right now I mean I really wanted to see Beetlejuice and that one I know I know so kind of unfortunate um but honestly any any and all Stephen Sondheim shows I I saw the revival of company right before they shut down Broadway for COVID Mm -hmm. and it was the most amazing show that I think I'd ever seen in my life so any and all Stephen Sondheim shows um I think should be revived right now on Broadway because one is just not enough it was too amazing it was incredible yeah totally Stephen Sondheim shows are the bomb yeah (laughs) um so which tiktok songwriting challenge was your favorite to do oh my goodness so many of them are my favorites I think I think honestly the the last one that I did that Lil Nas duetted um Mm -hmm. the the secret edition that one was my favorite solely because I think it was the least stressful the behind the scenes of these things are are anything but relaxing you know it's really difficult to to play piano and sing and act all at the same time um and be right in front of a camera because as soon as I'm in front of a camera I just get so nervous and so I already have to take 
like I do probably a hundred takes to get it right. At least that's what it was. Like, I'm not even joking. It would take me three (laughs) hours to get one that I thought was okay. It would take me literally that long. But now what I think I'm going to start doing is I'm just going to start composing the music ahead of time. So all I have to do is sing an act and I don't have to worry about playing as well. Um, And I could just hit play and do my thing. And I don't have to worry about physically playing the piano. Um, And that one was just super, super fun to do as well. I just had so much fun. It was nice to be able to free up my hands and put on lipstick and really be a character as opposed to like being really nervous that like, okay, I'm trying to act and look at you, but also I have no idea what my hands are doing. So I'm just going to pray that I'm hitting the right notes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, oh, and also the Lorax one. Also the Lorax one. Oh, (laughs) yes. Yeah. I I think the Lorax one was the first one that I saw of you and I was like, she's amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, the Lorax one was was so much fun just because I love seeing all the all the duets and just being able to to act as this character that so many people have said for so long that I remind them of. Um it was just it was so much fun and seeing all the duets made me so happy. I probably had the most fun looking through those. Yeah, uh for the Lorax one after I saw it, I was like on a FaceTime call with my friends and I was seeing it and they're all like the Lorax is a musical? And I was like, not yet. <laughs> well, I actually found out that it is a musical, in fact. But apparently, oh, really? like, it, it didn't it did not get very good reviews. So, <laughs> I mean, if they wanted to purchase any of the songs I've written for it, I'd be more than happy to give it to them. But um, I myself will not actually be writing a full Lorax musical. But I might I might do a couple more little videos or, or challenges with the Lorax just because it's what so many of the people want. So we got to give the people what they want. <laughs> Um, that was all my questions. Thank you. Um, have a fabulous day and hopefully once you make your Broadway DB, I'm going to go see you. (laughs) Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me and being so lovely. You are far beyond your years in terms of, um, just uh, being so lovely to chat with and talk to. So thank you so much for having me. And yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll keep in touch. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to let you get going. Have, uh, like I said, have a fabulous day. <laughs> thank um, you. <laughs> bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Theater Talk. Alexa is so amazing. She is so fabulous, so kind. And if you haven't seen her TikToks, go check them out. She has so many songwriting challenges and she has so many videos. She is super talented. And like I said, one that girl's going to make her Broadway debut and she's going to be amazing. So with that being said, stay safe, wear your masks, and I'll see you guys all next week with a new episode. Bye!